you think you're mad Too unstable Kicking in chairs and knocking down tables in a restaurant In a West End town Call the police, there's a madman around Running down underground to a dive bar In a West End town In a West End town, a dead end world With the East End boys and West End Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Mondo Cool Movie Dudes. My name is Mac. My name is Sean. And my name is Keith. This week's movie is 1988's Cocktail, directed by Roger Donaldson. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Tom Cruise, Brian Brown, Elizabeth Shue, Lisa Baines, and Kelly Lynch. Cocktail is a 1988 American romantic comedy drama film based on the 1984 <laughs> novel of the same name by Haywood Gould. How about the best thing we could come up with in terms of a plot synopsis? Settle in. Is it a long one? This one is it's quite girthy. It's pretty girthy. After leaving the army, Brian Flanagan tries to get a marketing job in New York City, but without a college degree, this was not possible. He then decides to start studying for a business degree at the local city college and gets a part-time job as a bartender. He realizes it's not that easy. But his new boss, Douglas Collin? Coughlin. Coughlin. Coughlin's Law. Douglas Coughlin teaches him the secrets of the bar trade, and they become the most famous bartenders in town. Both Brian and Doug want their top-class cocktail bars someday, and Brian's <laughs> cocktail bars to be called Cocktails and Dreams. In order to get the necessary money to open it, Brian travels to Jamaica to work as a bartender at a resort tiki bar and the pay is good. There he meets Jordan Mooney, a young and pretty up-and-coming American artist on vacation with her girlfriend from New York City, staying at the island resort. Jordan and Brian spend some quality time together and fall in love, but Brian takes a dare from his old buddy, Doug, to sleep. <laughs> It just that's it. Yeah, it just ends. She's like, that's so, it. So I gotta explain this one. On IMDb, you know, they have like three different levels of detailed things that they put on their page. At the top, they have the little one sentence thing. Then they have the synopsis that just kind of sums up the movie the way like a back of a DVD would. Then they have the full storyline. And they didn't have a synopsis, so they just put a chunk of the full storyline as a synopsis. <laughs> People wondering, yeah, that's about half the movie. That's like the first 55 minutes an hour of that movie. So, all right, next week we'll be reviewing 2016's Deadpool. So uh, that's it, right? <laughs> like, we're done. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Okay, so... So what's your guys' history with this movie? I think I might be the only one that really has one. I have no history with this movie. I knew that the movie existed, and I knew that Tom Cruise is in it, but I've never seen it. That's yeah. pretty much my history, too. I own it on VHS. I bought it on a whim. I think we both do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. I know it's infamous for being just a so bad it's good sort of movie. I had seen it once before. I think my sister got it from Netflix probably like three, four, five years ago. And I thought it was a pretty funny movie, kind of unintentionally. At the time, I enjoyed it. So let's discuss the cast. Number one, Tom Cruise. I guess I kind of share this sentiment with you guys now because I didn't at first because I've never really seen a whole lot of his movies or the stuff he's been in. He does kind of have that face you sort of want to punch, that mm. smarmy, cocksure. <laughs> asshole look on his face. This guy's a human reaction image, by the way. Yeah. I paused the movie like a million times when I took notes, and like every frame you paused him on, it was just hilarious. <laughs> He's not quite at Jim Carrey levels, but he has like a crazy kind of spastic mm. face in this movie. I thought in this movie some of his line deliveries and performances were kind of weird, kind of off, but at other times it was kind of really good. It was weird to watch this guy do his thing. I liked him in this movie. This movie is not very serious. Mm -hmm. This is not a hard-hitting piece. It tries so hard. In some hard. parts, it does I, really I hope try. they're not trying that hard because <laughs> they're not doing it. But, <laughs> but he, he fit the movie really well. This is Tom Cruise role for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. He definitely was the right choice for it. So what did you guys think of Brian Brown, Coughlin's Law? Uh, he was probably awesome. my favorite character in the movie. I thought his character was an asshole. He was oh, a yeah. great character. He was a really good character in the movie. His performance was great, I thought. I thought he did a really good job. But it could be the accent that makes it seem cooler than it really yeah, is. Yeah, if he was doing this in a flat American accent, would we have liked him as much? I don't think so. I, I liked him. I think his accent did add to the character. Kind of like the trickster mentor in the beginning. Yeah. Anyway. I took him as like an Obi-Wan. There is a line drop for Teach Me Obi-Wan. Uh, I, 
teach me Obi-Wan. Yeah, he was kind of like the old sage man, like the sensei teaching him how the to do... The wizened old drunkard from down under. <laughs> I think you might have been the best. I mean, there's like one other guy. I like the guy that played George Mooney's dad. The Cheap ass motherfucker. Old rich dude. So next up is Elizabeth Shue, who played Jordan Mooney. She was the love interest from Jamaica, for right? For Tom Cruise, yeah. yes. Okay. I thought she was very attractive. Mm-hmm. She was oh, pretty good looking. Yeah. I think she she's was... from Maine, by the way. Way to go, Maine. Represent. Yeah, woo! Yeah. yeah, first Judd Nelson, now this. We were hitting all the marks. Damn. <laughs> I thought she did a good job. But she was really entertaining to watch. I believed what she was going through. For yeah. all, she did pretty good as an actress. Usually, these leading woman roles, they don't tend to pan out so Yeah, she had like a real time. personality in this mm-hmm. movie. Like, yeah. she really seemed like she was having fun when she was supposed to seem like she was having fun. And she was She really off. seemed pissed off when she was supposed to be pissed off. Yeah, yeah like, she did a good job. She nailed it. So next up, we got Lisa Baines as Bonnie, who I had my notes as old rich lady. I had rich bitch. I had cougar. Yeah. <laughs> She's this snotty rich lady. An upper class aristocrat. With Tom Cruise later in the movie. She wasn't in it for very long, yeah, but she wasn't to, bad. Everyone here showed up to work. Everyone I thought did a pretty good job. It's hard to talk about her because she's not there a lot and she's like such an asshole. Yeah, she's in like see her. five scenes or so. I thought she was pretty good. I think she played exactly what they wanted her to play, which was somewhat unpleasant, snotty rich woman that mm-hmm. Tom Cruise regrets being with. <laughs> I thought she was pretty good. Last we have Kelly Lynch, who played Carrie, Coglin's slutty wife. Yeah, his squeeze that he gets later. Oh, the one that was yeah. wearing like negative clothing throughout yeah. most of the yeah. movie? She old clothing. I really don't remember a whole lot of what she said. All I remember are gratuitous ass shots and her standing around looking really attractive. That's pretty much Super it, Super high-waisted right? bikinis. She's not in that many scenes, I guess. That's I her job. There's not that many people that are in this movie for much time. It's pretty much just Tom Cruise, Brian Brown, and Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, she did okay. She was just an object in the movie. She was eye candy. <laughs> pretty much making out with literally every fucking dude all the time, every chance she gets. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She has a thirst that can't be satisfied. Yeah, she's actually a vampire. We get into the brief, and I do mean brief, history of Cocktail. There really was not much... It wasn't any, fuck it, there wasn't really any information about the movie's <laughs> production. Maybe a few small details here and there, so here's what we got. Haywood Gould's novel Cocktail was published in 1984 and was partly based on his own experiences as a bartender in New York City. Gould would go on to write the film's screenplay. The flair bartending displayed in the film was actually an afterthought and was included because the actors wanted to feel like real bartenders. Mm. Cruz and Brown were trained by real-life bartender John Bandy. Charlie Sheen, Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, and Keith. Keanu Reeves were all considered for the role of Brian Flanagan before Tom Cruise was cast. Oh shit, hold up. Who would you like to see <clears throat> in that role? Tie between Jim Carrey and Keanu Reeves. Yep. I'd go with Keanu. I can't imagine Robin Williams doing it because he's already I feel like too old for the part. Charlie Sheen I don't particularly like. Jim Carrey or Keanu I think. Yeah. Jim Carrey would have been sweet. He would have been really young. He's younger than Tom Cruise yeah. even. Demi Moore, Jodie Foster, Daryl Hannah, and Sarah Jessica... Jessica... Holy shit. Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker and Jennifer Jason Lee were among those also considered for the part of Jordan Mooney before Elizabeth Shue was cast. A real-life club called Cocktails and Dreams, named in reference to the film, is located in Queensland, Australia. Cocktails made with a budget of $20 million and made how much worldwide? I'm going to say... 30 million. I want to say 60 million. Not even close. Really? $171 million worldwide, including $11.8 million in its opening weekend. I want to change my answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want a mulligan. Uh, <laughs> by the way, that in today's money, just like double it. That's about how much it made. It's Fucking like shit. $340 million in That's amazing. Money. Smash hit. That's really? amazing. This movie's like not even that good. People were like, dude, let's go see Tom Cruise sexy ass getting drunk. Let's go yeah. sneak some booze into the movie theater. <laughs> Just get hammered while I watch other people get hammered. They did. So because that was so short, I put a little blurb about Roger Donaldson. Australian director Roger Donaldson is also known for his work on such films as The Bounty, No Way Out, Cadillac Man, which was pretty good, by the way, The Getaway, Species, Dante's Peak, 13 Days, The Recruit, The World's Fastest Indian, The Bank Job, Seeking Justice, and The November Man. Oh, wow. He did Dante's Peak? Yep. And Species. That movie's The Getaway. Cool. Is that based off that game that we played that one time? Oh, the PS2 the- game? I don't know. I would kind of like to see a movie based on that. That would be <laughs> pretty cool. It was basically a movie, that game. He's done a lot of different things. Except for Dante's Peak, I don't think I've seen any of those movies, though. I think I've just seen Cadillac Man, but that was pretty good. It was this movie where Tim Robbins takes a car dealership hostage, and <laughs> Robin Williams plays the car dealer, the Cadillac dealer, who's trying to, like, talk him down and get him to, like, release the hostages. And- that sounds actually pretty cool. Yeah, it came out, like, 91. Hmm. Does yeah. it work? Without spoiling it. 
Maybe. <laughs> You'll have to watch to find out. <laughs> How does this stupid-ass movie start? We get some nice neon titles. That sexy Touchstone logo, circa late 80s, early 90s. Yep. Yeah, I love that, dude. That I can't get enough sweet. of that. And we got this kind of ticky-toot-toot drum music. It really does sound like uh, Jungle Hijinks from Donkey Kong Country. A little like bit. The drums sound like that. It's got a similar beat, just different instruments. Classic cocktail logo, and then you know, the song that sounds kind of like Kenny Loggins at this point. I think it's actually, <laughs> it turned out to be fucking Jefferson Starship. That piece of Weird. shit, man. Sound like they're doing the best Kenny Loggins impression. And then, yeah, we got like a fake police chase. Well, yeah, they're like going after a Greyhound bus. It's these five army guys, I think they've all just gotten out of the army, and they have a fake police siren in their car, which is totally illegal. Oh. Oh, and they use like, it to pull heck? over this bus because Tom Cruise has missed his bus. And he's like, pull over! Pull over! <laughs> this first of his crazy screams. This guy can just screech like nobody's business. So they pull over and he gets in the bus and the guy's like, make a million, buddy. He's like, I'm going to make two million. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, my power level's over two million. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be the best. So he's on the bus. He's reading his Get Rich Quick scheme books. And we yeah. see like a first of like a million shots of the Twin Towers in this movie, which is still slightly weird yeah. to see. On the bus? at one point in some city he just stole someone's baby yeah where it's did like, that baby come from i think he just shit it out and then he well, was like hey look at this city there's a woman in the seat next to him uh, i'm guessing it was her baby nah it can't be i like to think that he kept it though <laughs> yeah he put it in that big army bag that yeah, he, he had put it in his carry-on dude what's wiggling under your shirt Nothing. no it's <laughs> a little pregnant and he's like see that city little baby we're gonna fucking run that shit that's gonna be my city and they get into the city and they see a guy walking like 20 greyhounds and there's another guy picking up dog shit yeah it looks like he's having a hard time with that <laughs> kind of like eh, what a shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's smart he takes a little subway ride and he goes and meets Uncle Pat who is cheapskate McCoy in this my god he's hanging out at his uncle's bar and drinking a beer he tells him so what are you gonna do and he's like I'm gonna make a million pop and be fucking rich yeah this guy's looking to get rich quick and he's he like hey it's yeah. the yeah. fast solution it's like flat beer from rusty pipes nothing changed and he still has to pay a dollar for the beer even though he's in the army and he's yeah. complaining about that which I think is a valid point right you came back from the army they're entitled to one beer Come yeah but on. you don't make anything by giving anything away that's what he says That's and true. is he right maybe I don't know um, <laughs> and yeah he's saying yeah I've run this bar for 25 years even though it's fucking Queens he has a Chicago accent That's <laughs> and he's talking about how after 969 the Mets won the World Series which was a big deal there's this guy Eddie who keeps popping up who's been putting up with this bar for a really long time even though he's been treated it sounds like pretty badly yeah he keeps going there supporting yeah, this guy he keeps going again going back for more abuse talks about drinks on the house and he's like I've been here for 25 years and this motherfucker's stinking Pete over here fucking got nothing for free so ever. A drink. <laughs> so he offers his grandson a job. Cruz is like, nah, I'm gonna go find nah. my way in the city. And he gazes longingly at the Manhattan skyline from the Queen side of the river. Checks yeah. out the pollution. He has a series of job interviews that do not go well. We just got a montage of people telling him, you should really go to college. Hey, you need some experience. God will keep you on the line. It sounds familiar. First he tries to get a job on Wall Street and it's like, you should try advertising. And then he goes into <laughs> advertising, like, you should try broadcasting. It's like, I'm willing to start from the bottom. Eh, you should set your sights a little bit lower than that. Mm -hmm. You're aiming too high. You should go to college. Just a bunch of stinky people. So many people gave him an interview when they never had any intention of hiring this guy. He's interviewing pretty well. He seems, despite having no experience, really confident and mm -hmm. assured that he can do these jobs. He seems like a go-getter. He's just saying the stock things that you would say in an interview or on a cover letter. Well, that's all an interview really is. It's like, who can bullshit the best? It's and that's just how you some, end up yeah, doing the job. It's stupid. Even one guy says your resume is completely inadequate. Why'd you call him? Just to tell me sucks? Yeah, Bring I guess. Him tell me sucks. And there's this almost like MIDI sounding jazz music <laughs> that reminded me of like the Sega Genesis or something. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the original score for this movie? Like, I thought it was alright. I liked the synth. I don't okay. remember the original score that much. I remember a lot of the songs that were in it. I guess it was a little bit of a score. It was okay. It was pretty stock for 1988. I guess it worked. So after, like, a long day, he eventually stumbles across a bar looking to get a drink and swallow his sorrows. Oh. Finds help wanted sign on the window. And as he's checking inside the window, we see this guy that looks a lot like Michael Jackson holding a box. It looks like he's moving out. Yeah. He just had a white hat and a white coat. Okay. And Maybe a white glove. He had curly hair and sunglasses. Yeah, he had, he had the jacket. Girls. That was weird. It did look like MJ. <laughs> and yeah, he goes in and he talks to 
Doug Coughlin, the other principal in this movie, it's too early, like they aren't even open yet. It's like this place looks like it's either closed or just hasn't opened yet. This guy's already drinking. What he calls a red eye, which looks like just dumps a Miller High Life into a glass and then fills the rest of it with tomato juice, which sounds yeah. gross as shit. Tops it off with a raw egg. Oh yeah, raw egg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Breakfast looks... is served. This is what you drink. <laughs> and Miller High Life, by the way, it seems to be the official beer of this film. The only beer I ever see in this movie. There's at least a half a dozen times you see Miller High Life. Kind of makes me want to have a Miller High Life, right? <laughs> this movie makes me feel like drinking, especially Miller High Life, and he sort of just charms his way into a job at this bar. He agrees to give him a shot, because he seems pretty desperate. Brian says something to the effect of like, I only want to do this temporary just to get on my feet, because I'll find something else, and doesn't Doug say, it's like something else is always better? Cut to his first night on the job, and is going pretty bad. <laughs> He's a total scrub when it comes to bartending. Mm -hmm. He was not prepared for it. It could be pretty hard, jobs like that. Well, he just insisted that he could do this job, even though he doesn't know how to make drinks. Well, yeah, that's what you say in an like, interview. He says he's a fast say learner. Some, just say some bullshit to get yourself in. Yeah, but like, geez, I don't think I'd want to do this thing where mm -hmm. I had no idea. He doesn't even know what's in a martini. You see yeah. later. Even I know <laughs> oh, yeah. what's in a martini. Doesn't one of the waitresses, she keeps asking for, a, I forget what it's called. Cuba Libra, which is just a rum and coke. And he's like, you bitch! <laughs> you fucking whore! Why did you just tell me it was a rum and coke? <laughs> he says that. She's got a weird look on her face like she's oddly turned on by the fact that he just called uh, her a bitch. Because nobody else has. Doug comes up later on they're closing up and she gives him 10% of her tips because that's what they're supposed to do Coglin, what does he say he Nobody's says got a dollar out of her anybody shit. who gets money out of her you know that means they're gonna be all right he's like I'm sorry I called you a bitch he's like, it's okay I am a bitch <laughs> I like that one guy by the way orders white wine he's like I ordered my white wine at least I think that's what he was saying yeah when they're all screaming for the drinks we just get extreme close-ups on these people's faces while they're screaming out different drink names I wonder <laughs> if we got shrimp too I hope so yeah he's wringing out his socks because they're just soaked in liquor just soaked with vodka, clear rum. Doug offers him a steady gig. He sees the potential in him. Mm -hmm. He's got something to work with. And then he goes off to City College of New York. He's taking a class that he does not understand. Well, money multipliers. And he's just like, whoa. <laughs> you can just multiply your money, bro? How do you do that? Sweet. It looks like he's kind of into it. As this time passes, he gets less and less interested in school. Like when it starts, he shows him that he's paying attention, he's not falling asleep in class. Like he's trying to learn what he can. But this and shit looks boring. Yeah, everybody around him looked pretty calm and was just taking a lot of notes. And he's like, whoa. We cut back to the bar where Brian and Coglin are bonding. He's showing him his tips and tricks, basically telling him that bartending, it's all a show. It's like wrestling, it's all about grandstanding. He shows him how to pour weak drinks and therefore make more money. He said something about the ice is there to rip off the customer and then the show flipping the bottles and stuff is to dazzle the customer yeah. and the short paw and the long paw yeah. and all these different ways to make it look like you're giving them more booze than you really are mm -hmm. and yep. the ice just like adds more volume to it so right. it looks like a lot oh they love to give you ice at bars mm -hmm. he keeps trying to flip bottles and his cruise doesn't like believe it. he's like you're full of crap old man i don't <laughs> believe a word you're saying he gives that really awkward delivery of yes teach me obi-wan like, it's so <laughs> weird it's really kind of stiff and weird they're back in the bar and they're back running the business and he says something weird. These girls are like, what does that mean? He's like, nothing! And he's like freaking out. Yeah, because he's got his hand on the table and then they're all kind of like putting their hands together like a go team sort of thing. They take their hands off and his hand just starts fucking spazzing out all over the bar like it's on fire. Like, I guess that's him exercising his demons for that night or something like that. <laughs> Keeping it at bay. Starting to shake. He just wants to drink so bad. He's getting better. He's getting more confident. He's loosening up a little bit, joking yeah. with his coworkers yeah, ladies and stuff. love cool Tom. He's mm -hmm. like dancing around he's moving he's grooving he actually manages to catch one of these ice cubes that he like flips up in the air he doesn't miss all of them <laughs> I mean, Dodge, that looks pretty cool dodges the cash register because dog was fucking with him the first night he fucking hit him in the face with it yeah and he tries to do it again and he dodges he's like oh he slammed the snake after they close doug says a bunch of like weird shit about once you get the women in here you see the color of that panties that's when you know you're doing Good. Blouses yeah, were unbuttoning, be. skirts were lifting. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Potter. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just imagine that's Alan Rickman as Snape saying that's a Harry <laughs> Potter. Doug Coughlin should have been a professor at fucking Hogwarts. <laughs> fucking professor of mixology at <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, in between potions and the dark arts. <laughs> it was really weird. 
Brian just wants to have a beer in this scene. He's like, beer is for breakfast. Yeah, this guy fucking goes hard, man. He's, He's trying to push shots on maniac. and stuff. Maybe that's why he was falling asleep so much later on, because he was drinking too much. He was hungry Well, yeah, it's up late, working late, drinking all night, stuff like that. Yeah, he's getting too old for that shit. Back in class, Brian is. He assigns them to write their own obituary. He writes his, imagining himself as a 99-year-old, seven-times-married billionaire senator who dies having sex with his 18-year-old wife. It was weird what he said, because when he said betting with a D, I thought he meant a T. Like, he bet his wife? Oh, like, what, in a poker game? <laughs> no, basically what happened is he fucked himself to death, and yeah. she had to recover in the hospital because her pelvis was shattered. <laughs> Holy shit! In essence, that's what he was saying, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, basically. So yeah, he's working on that paper, and he's reading it to Doug, and Doug's loving it. He's just cracking up. He's like, you fucking idiot fool. <laughs> he's back in another class with this professor who's like a real jerk off. Oh yeah, and, Professor uh, Fuckface. Yeah, he's an ass. He assigns him to write a business plan. He hollers at Brian for sleeping in class. Yeah, blue shirt, center, fifth row, wake up! He's a real dick. He's like slap him across the face with some papers or something. Yeah. He's back at the bar, and he's practicing with his bottle at the same time. Addicted to love! <laughs> yeah, he can't sing this song you know that I in it well face it you're that's not from the oh. 80s he's being like a rock star and shit and he turns the stereo off so the crowd sings that part and he tries to sing it's like addicted to love he like Whoa. can't keep the tune that's okay Tom you're good at other things uh, and we see that he studies a little bit in the bar after hours he's but trying probably to not enough but he's dropping his books he's getting pissed off Doug said something to him about like hey you forgot your book and he's like I'm doing the best I can Show me the money! <laughs> Every time he yells in this movie, that's all I can think of. Show me the fucking money! <laughs> and that's when we got the condescending Donald Trump remark. I mean, it's bad enough getting compared to that fucking idiot. This lady wants to be the Donald Trump of cookies. And he makes fun of Brian's business plan that I really think sounds like a pretty good idea. It wasn't a bad idea on paper. This guy just sounds like he was being a dick for the sake of being a dick. Mm -hmm. Flaw in his powers. Like, yeah, I'm the professor. I can fail you if I want to. There are some professors yeah. like that. There are. Real dicks. Tommy Boy's not having any of that. Like, <laughs> Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> Chris Farley shows up. <laughs> He's like, you're gonna be living in a van down by the river. <laughs> oh my god, you're stoned. The business plan, it sounds like something that would probably be pretty successful if somebody tried it, kind of like a TGI Fridays kind of thing. Let's take this prototypical New York City bar and just franchise it and put it in the mall. Dumbasses in Iowa will know the difference. Seriously. And they probably make a million, a billion even. He makes some crack about how this guy like can't hack it in the real world. That's why you're in this college, you lose. Yeah, he gives yeah. it right back to this stupid, four-eyed, fat fuck. Stuffed shirt, piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> fucking mustache have an ass. Yeah, fucking loser. So he flunks him because he's pissed at him, has a temper tramp, and it's like, fuck you, you fail. We cut back to his true teacher. He's yeah. back at the bar with Doug, and Doug is telling him about how the bartender is the aristocrat of the working class. And basically, it just says, take advantage of everybody, and a man will only be judged by the amount he can drink, and a woman will be impressed whether or not she likes it. He's saying that this is the place to be. Like, if you're a bartender in this neighborhood, because this is a pretty side of Manhattan, it's one of the richest neighborhoods in one of the richest cities in the world. Yeah. There's profit you can, to be found Yeah, anywhere. Doug seems like he wants to maybe marry his way out of this, just marry some rich lady. Or he tells him, or yeah, he tells him about the different kinds of people that would roll in here with the money. Rich women who don't know what to do with their money, mm -hmm. investors, and the like. This is way of the angels. And are. people are more loose when they're drunk. They're yeah. loose with tips and stuff. Oh, that was a $100 bill. It looked like a one to me. He tells him, fuck school. Don't even bother. Stay here. Come here. Do <laughs> this full time. Me. He's and, a rock star. Uh, uh, he staggered down the street drunkenly singing this big bopper tune. Reminds me of Shaun of the Dead. That's what I was thinking too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I get high. I get high. Dibba 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 Ooh. And then he falls down the stairs into the subway and breaks his hip. I thought that was it. Yeah, like when this, breaks his ass. When this part happened in the movie, I was like, oh, oh, the mentor's dead already? Shit. Oh, wow. Wouldn't that have been awesome? Died. He ends up taking oh, over the man. bar. That, that and that's where that's where crazy. the movie really picks up. And I was like, oh, no, he's fine. He shakes it off like it's nothing. Well, then they really. both fall down. He's like, here, let me give you a hand, Doug, you stupid drunk bastard. And then he like pulls him down because he stumbles again. And they both fall down, down into the subway. It's the next morning after the love making. They're up and Doug's already drinking a red eye. Breakfast of champions. Brian's making breakfast. He's like, hey, what do you want for breakfast? How do you like your eggs, baby? Slaps him on the ass. No, he was heating up pizza. Like, hold it out with his bare hands instead of using a spatula Dude, like an all person. a robot, man. He doesn't feel feelings. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know about pain. He's like, Coughlin's diet. 
Cocktails and Dreams. And he's like, mm. that'd be a good name for a bar. Let's yeah. do it, bro. They come up with this idea of opening their own place eventually. It gives a cool insight into how they both kind of want to run it, because they both have differing views. Coughlin doesn't really give a shit about the business aspect or whatever. He just wants to do it and right. get it done and get it mm -hmm. fast. Brian's like, no, we got to have a plan. We got to go into this the right way. That way we can set ourselves up. Yeah, so it doesn't crumble. Books. He knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. But in the end, they agree, hey, let's do it. We'll be partners. All right, 70 30 split. And then they do 60 40. 60 yeah. for Doug, 40 for Brian. Not bad. Another bad cover of a bad song. A Georgia Satellites or some shit doing hippie hippie shake back in the bar. And they're shaking them hips like crazy. At this um, point, Cruz, he's about as good as Coughlin is at the whole bartending shtick at this point. Yeah, yeah, they have this whole choreographed dance routine, basically. Where yeah, they're dancing, fixing prancing, singing. Looks like a scene ripped right out of Coyote Ugly, if anybody's <laughs> remembered that. I only saw like the beginning of that movie. It's kind of like that, just less like strip tease on the bar and more flipping yeah. of the bottles. What a shame. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> we want to see those pecs. It's actually pretty impressive and they like fucking bounce the fucking shakers off the floor and like grab them back up again and they're passing them back and forth yeah when they bounce those off the floor it just shoots towards the other person and they both yeah yeah that's at the what same it was time. oh that's fucking pretty so cool. the choreography cool. is pretty damn good it really is i wonder what number of take that was that was like take 87 oh shit i have no idea i wonder how hard it was to train these guys i don't know about the actor who played dog but tom cruise was trained by an actual bartender they both were, i wonder yeah. how long that took weird to think of that movie without that flippity-dippity bartending shit because that's mm. what everybody remembers from it it seems like this guy comes up to the bar this bald business boy and he's <laughs> like you guys are wasting your time in a hole like this and I thought at first that he meant you guys are wasting your time flipping all these bottles around I just want my drink and yeah like, come on yeah. <laughs> like this is dragging it out he meant that he wants to hire them because he has his own big ass high end bar somewhere else in town so they get this fancy new job this is the prison cell yeah, bar it's, it's yeah, called the, the cell block looks just like a fucking prison it looks like there's a riot already happening when we get there. <laughs> it's just like crazy. The lighting is just really weird in this place. I think all the structures are white, but the lighting is like a soft bluish purple. Soft yeah, it's like everyone's gonna like purple, start yeah. having sex. Everything's very like Miami Vice up in here. They're just making drinks and all of a sudden, randomly, this guy in a business suit in a briefcase starts shouting and there's a spotlight <laughs> that lands yes. on him. Yeah, the yuppie poet. What's I am his the poem? world's first yuppie poet. My poem is called the bottom line and he's this kind of short squat frog-like man with big glasses and a briefcase he's wearing a suit somebody goes stick it in your volvo go uh, eat some sushi saying like the most important thing in life is money and he's like what else is it all about sex sex with a popper P.U. <laughs> and somebody's like it's better than sushi so uh, some lady's like I'd rather hump a camel and it's like <laughs> the crowd was great in the scene and he's like revolution it costs money to overthrow the government. Douglas, that's deep. Right. The more it costs, the better it is, and that's the bottom line. Well, he's kind of right, right? Um, I... <laughs> I guess I mean, he's just right. If you want to believe that he's right, then like, sure, yeah, he's right. You do need money to get shit done, but that's not the only thing you need. You need heart and like hard work, I guess, dedication. Art is so subjective anyway. That's the thing is like you can go to a store, and even like the best movie ever made isn't going to cost more than like twenty dollars. We have these blockbusters now that cost a lot of money. If you want like a famous original painting, and shell out thousands anyway. Mm, but yeah. besides that, the resources cost a lot and stuff like that. Yeah, I guess that's the first warning that Brian gets is like it's not all about money. Yeah. This guy gets booed out of here. Well, he doesn't get booed out. It, Tom Cruise hops up onto the bar. He starts to bust out his warrior barman poet skills. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering about this guy. You guys think that this yuppie poet guy, you think he's a real businessman or just some weird New York City performance artist doing a character? I like to think he's an artist doing a character. I think it could be either. Yeah, probably. Or maybe he's, he's like to think about. a former businessman. Lost his job and he's like, you know what? I'm going to pursue comedy write and, poems. and poems. And then Tom Cruise jumps up he introduces himself as the world's last barman poet. And his poem actually is way worse than the first one, I think. It's awful. It's, <laughs> it's a so terrible... Corny, just son. get drunk every day. Who cares anyway? Some oh, shit like that. Like, man. it's just really bad. It's so bad. That's what happens when you drunkenly climb up onto a bar and start trying to rhyme. America's getting stinking on something that I'm mixing or spinning. And it's just shit like that. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, if you really want to get loaded, just slam a shot, motherfuckers! Just order a shot. <laughs> 
Paws open. On the house. Do you hear one guy who's like, give us a kiss, you sexy beast? Yeah, one of the drinks he mentions is like called a ding-a-ling. And somebody's like, a ding-a-ling? Ew. And then this little photographer comes up. Average size photographer comes up. <laughs> Average size I don't know. I called her a little photographer. I was like, that sounds wrong. So I'm just going to assume that she was a normal size person. The drink she wants to get is the orgasm. Brian's like, how many would you like? Multiple. <laughs> yeah, and then we get another really bad cover of All Shook Up by Elvis Presley starts playing. So I noticed about the music in this movie. Movie, it's a lot of bad 80s covers of songs from the 60s and 70s and then some actual songs from the uh, 50s and 60s I mean you think it would have been better if they had just gone with the original track for all of them yeah I, I don't think any of the covers in this movie were better than the originals they're mostly way worse the Everly Brothers at the end is the original but that's one of the only ones yeah she wants to take a picture of Brian right yeah Todd rolls in he's like yo I'm here he's my protege and then she's like fuck you and he's like oh all right yeah get out of here yeah he wants in the picture he gets dissed and dismissed he takes it in stride <laughs> though he doesn't like seem particularly bothered by it. Nah, it's just the everyday occurrence, probably. Yeah, he gets pushed out of pictures every day. <laughs> yeah. He tries to, just let me be just, every time he sees a picture getting taken, he tries to squeeze in. It's like, wait and a minute, who the hell is that guy? <laughs> he tries to fucking photobomb Get away from picture. my family! Coughlin's Law. Photo Always ball. try to get in frame. He's that guy that when the news is fucking live, is like in the background flipping the bird, like picking his nose. <laughs> picking his ass. Yeah. Cruz and the photographer chick, they go back to her place and they have crazy twister sex. They have the yeah. drunk sex I've ever seen in he, a movie. Uh, it was chaotic, dude. <laughs> it was he, uh, pretty nuts. falling off the bed. Dumping around. <laughs> coming up from under the covers Let's to drink some more problems. booze. Man. Yeah, just like fucking George Costanza trying to eat a turkey sandwich. Yeah, he sandwich. drink fucks like Costanza. <laughs> Yeah, if only he had the TV on and a sandwich. Yeah, watching the ball game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watching the replay. Events. And we see them at Bri Brian's, Brian's apartment. apartment. Yeah, it's the part where Doug loses 50 bucks in a George Foreman boxing match. And yeah, he um, wants to talk to him about his business plan. Where, Jamaica. Yeah, essentially the, his... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he pulls out the poster. Pulls out the <laughs> yeah, it's this topless woman with the word Jamaica written across her That's chest. right. And he's like kind of shimmy and shaking trying to sell Doug on it. And Doug goes to try to like touch the poster and he gives him like this really awkward fairy slap. Yeah. Where he's just like, nah. Hands off the merchandise. Yeah, but he holds up the poster up to his neck. Okay. Looks like he's his got like a hot it? lady yeah, body. Yeah, it's like Tom Cruise's <laughs> head with some woman's body. He's got this crazy fucking weird smile on his face. Dreams have come true. Yeah, so funny. It's one of the better this, like, parts of comedy. Yeah, that's what his plan was. It isn't even to go to Jamaica. It's like, what we're going to do is we're going to gender bend. Get ready, because this bod could be on you step, too, buddy. Uh, yeah, step one, gender bend. Step two, question mark. Step three, profit. profit. <laughs> Cocktails and, and dream profit. Like this quasi-offensive accent. It's like, we go down to Jamaica, man. We make a lot of money, man. Ooh, slap. And he's like... Slap. <laughs> What a stupid slap. There's one part where he just moves his whole, he fucking moves his whole. It's <laughs> like his arms, like a forearm <laughs> down. He just bends at the elbow. You gotta see it. You, gotta, you gotta see it on YouTube. That part up. But his, his plan is, yeah, we're gonna go to Jamaica. Yeah. We're gonna work there for three years because we can do it for cheap. The cost is way lower there. We'll get our startup fund. Then we'll come back and we can build the bar that we deserve. Yeah, because they need about 75 grand, they think, for startup money. And they can make, they think, about 25 Gs just in for a few years and they'll be good. And Coughlin's like, eh, nah, we could do that, but we could just make the money here instead. Like, there's plenty of money right here. Why do we need to right move to York, Jamaica? Yeah. I think if you were to work at a resort, they kind of set you up with room and board so you don't have to pay for rent or anything and you can yeah. just save all your money. So that's like part of the plan. The photographer at Coral, played by Gina Gershon in this movie, she's like, we could have lots of fun, Doug. And Doug's like, aw. And Doug's like, yeah. No way, he's into a dude. Yeah, so no, it's he like, loves yeah, it. He's already like trying to move on to Doug at mm. this point. So they play ball, some ball in the shadow of the World Trade Center. Doug's like dissing Brian's lady coral. Because he knows. Like, so he's, he's like, what's so great about an inanimate object like coral? All these girls named after an animate object. He's like, there's yeah. nothing inanimate about coral, bro. Back up. He freaks bro. out. Yeah, he's like, don't you dare talk that way about my lady. I'll fucking cut you, man. And you notice something funny with a security camera, right? There's a security camera pointed right at the basketball. Yep, right at the hoop. Oh, yeah, that's really right. really funny to me. It's like, in case somebody's cheating, I'll fucking bust yeah, well, him. Well, no, dude. Doug starts placing a bunch of bets. It's like, I bet you can't fucking make this free throw, bro. He has a real gambling problem Yeah, he, he makes a lot of bets in this movie. He really <laughs> enjoys betting. It's indicative of his character. He's fond of excess. He drinks a lot. He smokes a mm, lot. He gambles like, a lot. It's all about personal vices, I guess. And he bets him, oh, I bet you, you gotta be 10 bucks right for every shot I make, okay? And he just agrees, which seems stupid to me. So he makes five in a row. Why is yeah, he pulling Cole 50? That's 50. 
he's like, I bet you $50 that she's back in bed with another man by the end of the week. So I can get his money back. He makes sure that happens. He's like, check her ring finger, see if there's a white band on it. He's really distrustful of a lot of women, too. This dog. Well, character. he knows. He's been doing this for a while. He can tell the difference between, or at least he thinks he can tell the difference between someone that would be like a good match and someone who's just yeah. looking for like a quick lay. Because he is looking yeah. out for him. Like, yes. that's what he's doing, I think. Sometimes that's the thing is Tom Cruise wants more than like a one night stand kind of relationship, and Doug doesn't think that she was interested that way. Mm. But yeah, sometimes he's right about people. Sometimes he's really wrong, too, we oh, see. We see him later on. They're back working at the bar again, and Coral's there. It's like hanging out, like, oh, hey, baby, Tom Cruise, what's up? And then she, like, goes over to get a drink from Doug. Yeah, this movie yeah. goes from cocktail to cocktail. Yeah, it's a fucking <laughs> cock block. <laughs> holding tape. He just like starts making out with, with Doug. And Tom Cruise is not happy about that at all. I love how he does like the double take where he's still kind of got like that Tom Cruise smile on his face. Mm -hmm. And then he looks again. He's like, well, what? wait, what the fuck? What the hell is this? It was Doug the whole time. She probably would have been faithful to Brian the whole time. But Doug set up that whole, I'm going to get with this chick that night. And he told her about Brian and him talking about their sex life. This is for talking about our sex life. You yeah. Shit. So Doug's kind of a piece of shit. He is kind of right here. Shit, but I think he was doing it, like he was trying to do him a favor. He just went about it the wrong way. He's trying to get his money back from that, well, that bet. too. Because he that bet too. like she'll be in bed by the end of the week with another man. He's trying to make that happen with himself to get his money back. He's a dick. Yeah, but if the photographer was just gonna revenge bang this guy's friend, she probably wasn't that great anyway. Well, she would have never known that they had talked about any of that if Doug hadn't said anything to her. That's well, what I imagine it happened. Well, no, but I don't think she was that interested in Tom Cruise anyway. No. Oh, maybe not. You might be uh, right. He was trying to show him that. That's what I took away from it. Yeah, okay. I mean, what Doug doing that does make him an asshole. You might be right. Yeah, he might be good intention. So then he fucking sucker punches Doug. Ryan does. Oh. God! <laughs> Doug pulls a bottle on him and puts it up against his neck. Yeah, breaks it against the bar, and he's like, do I fucking dare you punch me in the gut again? He's trying to explain <laughs> himself. He's like, I was doing you a favor. There's no brawling behind the bar. Brian quits. He runs off to his cuck shed, and... Uh... <laughs> yeah, he goes to dine in hell. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Except this, we are way down in Kokomo. Brian, before that, he gets all pissy and walks out into the set of Fright Night. I don't know if you remember those <laughs> yeah. foggy streets with <laughs> steam everywhere. Yeah, he's yelling at the cab, right? He's like, hey, come here! Yeah, the cab driver throws, yeah, he throws a bottle at his head and keeps driving off. <laughs> Fuck you, you stupid drunk! We got that Kokomo song. It's down in Jamaica now, and I just remember that song from The Muppets. It was like a yeah. small Muppet music video. That's exactly what I went to also. Terrible song, but anyway... <laughs> <laughs> what was this? Was this the original or was this a cover of that? This was the original. The original song is by the Beach Boys, but I don't think Brian Wilson was even in the band at this point, which is probably why it's so bad. This is make He's working like a small bar on the beach, and that's when Elizabeth Shue walks up. She's got a problem. Yeah, her friend's passed out on the beach. She needs a phone to call some help. She got smashed on wine coolers and sunstroke. So Brian's like, what the fuck? Holy shit! And he takes it upon himself to just run over and help bar. out. I wondered if maybe he had some CPR training that's just not mentioned in the movie. He might have. I don't know what they teach you in the military. Oh yeah, he might it. have some training from the army, yeah. Just drank too much champagne in the sun. He describes as being perfume on the way in, sewage on the way out. It's kind of true. Pretty true, yeah. yeah. Don't worry, be happy. It was the number one jam. We get that song. Plays as her friends in the ambulance. They'll probably give you a shot of Epicac. Like, I don't want anything more to drink. And it's like, it's good. It'll help you throw up. I don't, don't want to throw up. It's like, oh, pretty good almost throwing up acting from this girl, <laughs> I think. Jordan goes back to talk to Brian some more. They talk a little bit. And then, oh, who shows up? It's done. You want to see a grown man cry while at work or whatever he says? <laughs> and he's wearing his white shirt. It's like halfway unbuttoned. Got some big sunglasses on. Yeah, he's looking hot as shit right now. They basically go back to trading insults with each other. Yeah, Just like, like old times. Yeah, we said that like two years had elapsed. It's actually three years, which made me wonder about that. Do you ever watch a movie and they don't ever indicate what year is which? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So did the last part take place in 1985 or does this take place in an alternate 1991? Mm, Whoa. But maybe. I always wonder about that when they don't actually say. Tells me he's too good at his job. Yeah, I noticed that. Brian is just killing it at the bar. Yeah. Mixing drinks really easily. It's a lot of slower paced. It seems a like. more chill. Yeah. Like, yeah, I used to work at a circus before I started working here. Yeah, yeah. he's hitting up some ladies. Being really like smooth. how Coggins, like, I bet you anything that he's got a how-to business manual underneath his bar somewhere. And he's like, go he pulls yourself. it out. And he's like, <laughs> you got, got that. <laughs> Tells him, he's like, look at you. You take pride in your work. He asks him, Doug, why the hell are you here? He's like, I'm on my honeymoon. I'm married. And loaded. Yeah, <laughs> not uh, just 
drunk. Married a rich woman, like you always talked about doing. Mm-hmm. A supermodel, super rich. Did they ever say what her profession was? Like, what she did? She's just from a rich family. Yeah. I think oh. she inherited a lot of money. Like, as they're talking about her, it cuts to her far on the beach, hanging out with a couple other men, and it seems a little fishy, but it's okay, right? Yeah, and Ryan's I mean, like, good on you. Jumping to conclusions. Is that what, yeah. that Pocahontas-looking motherfucker over there? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he uh, hearkens her over, and he's done it. He's won. Yeah. He's gotten basically what he wanted. Mm-hmm. He calls it true love also, that this is the truest of love, and he's so confident in that. They go to some club, and there's like a crappy reggae cover of This Magic Moment is playing. One of the best lines of the movie, Carrie, that's Doug's wife's name. Like, I've never seen a club with such intense dance vibes. <laughs> all right, cool. They all go some red stripe. Brian and Jordan, they bond over dancing. It seems like true love. And then we get a <laughs> true love montage, riding horses on the beach. Oh, it's oh, so romantic. Yeah, they have like a little conversation where they walk around in the dark and they start making out and stuff. And I couldn't help but notice, notice this other times in the movie too, that they are about the same height. Oh, yeah. Kind of Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise is supposed to be pretty short, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's maybe 5'7 or something. He's oh. a manlet. <laughs> <laughs> Kill yourself, bro. I just want to eat him right up. <laughs> yeah, riding horses on the beach. He tries to drown her. You remember that? Yeah, that's right. He's <laughs> no. holding her head under the water, and he's like, you suck that dick. Oh, Tom God, turned into the movie Maniac. Yeah, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> um, Need your scalp for my mannequin collection. Yeah, this is a really crappy song that stuck in my head for days after I watched it. Love, love, love. Buh, 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 buh. So I love I to love and that is why I love. So I couldn't believe the soundtrack was a number one hit, by the way. So bad. But yeah, she's an artist. She does this sketch of Brian, which was kind of weird. Doesn't really look like him, I thought. Oh, it's what he framed on it. It's what he oh, really did you? looks like. Yeah. Deep down. She, yeah, she uses her third eye to appear into yeah. his yeah. soul. But it sort of looked like him, but his eyes are like a little too big and yeah. it's kind of funny looking. But she's but just starting really... out. And she did cool. say it wasn't done yet. Fair enough. Steals her book. Evidently, she's also trained in judo because she fucking drop kicks him to the yeah, ground. Oh, she is yeah, they have this conversation where they're drinking and talking about the guy who makes all the umbrellas for all the cocktails in the world. Yeah, oh, I this had, was ludicrous. I had a dude. note for the scene that was like, is this what love is? Is this what it really is? Just talking about nothing? Yeah, pretty much. I, I mean, you just kind of hang out. Because I was kind of checked out for this part. Like, mm-hmm. I did not give two shits about it at all. Brian says that, you know, there's one guy who makes all these umbrellas. He does it forever. And he's like, wow, one guy makes all this, Jordan says. And it's like, yeah. he must be pretty tired. And he's like, yeah, but you know what? He gets up. Up, kisses his family and he goes to work and rips off 10 billion of these every day. This guy is richer than God himself. He's this guy has so much money. <laughs> That's not true. The guy working in the factory ripping that shit off is not a millionaire, no. dude. They're oh. talking about all this crap and he's lamenting about being a bartender. It's like, you don't be a bartender to make a living. Being a bartender is what you do while you're trying to work on your actual career. What the hell? This isn't a skill. This shit sucks. Yeah. You mostly live at night with a few comatose hours of daylight. And he goes in this weird Irish pirate accent. He goes, Stop feeling sorry for yourself, Flanagan. Ah. Oh, I thought he was... <laughs> that was pretty good. That seemed like a genuine moment from Brian. And they bang under a waterfall. Yeah, steamy waterfall sex scene. Uh, I took points off for it. No blue room. Oh, yeah. yeah but blue water? That's not blue blue. That's not yeah, eight, right. late 80s, You're early right. 90s blue sex scene. Yeah, we should go back and adjust the tint on the TV. Yeah, make it more blue and make it more <laughs> sexy. Plus 50 more makeout shots. Yeah. Yeah, I get some sweet side boob action. She swims away from Tom Cruise and then she like takes off her top. She's like, oh, but wait. And then she goes underneath and then, boop, pulls up the bottom, throws it on some rocks. And she's like, I think it's a one piece girl. Thing. Like, oh, it may have been. She actually goes, ta-da. I'd be impressed. She seems pretty fucking hot, so I would not be <laughs> complaining. And yeah, we get some Jimmy Cliff music who has made way better songs than this one. They have sex for 14 hours and they're sitting yep. on the beach and she drops the K word and it freaks him. They're right talking the about out. the future. He's like, oh, I want to start up this bar. And it's like, they're talking about potentially keeping the relationship going. And she talks about K. Kids. And he's like, well, she, mentioned, she says our kids would look good with dreadlocks because everyone in Jamaica has to have dreadlocks, I guess. This relationship's moving pretty quickly at this point. They did say that it had been like three days since they had first yeah. met. Three days, that's a pretty short time to start uh, talking about it that. Seems like kind of, of a, just an offhand jokey comment. Well, she did also say, have you ever felt like you look at somebody for the first time and you know, like star-crossed lover syndrome or something uh, like that? Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I feel like that is a thing sometimes. Like you just get like a good vibe off someone. So the back of the bar, Tiki Bar. Doug is giving Brian a ration of shit as 
per the usual. He always chooses the poorest and dumbest chippy in the room. And he thinks, oh, you're not cool enough, man, to get with a rich chick. And he's like, hustlers never work, workers never hustle, and you, sir, are a worker in your immigrant blood. And it's like, you also have an Irish name, so I don't know what that's yeah, supposed to mean. And this is where he's talking drip. about. Yeah, your bar is immaculate. My boy, you actually take pride in your work. And he's is like, he? no, I don't. I don't take pride in my work. Much. No, I'm not. Not that much. Shut up. He it's real casual, dude. Yes, the chubby guy that's sitting in the bar is like, is he or is he not the best bartender you've ever had? And he's, he's like, like yeah, he's the great, dude. <laughs> And, uh, he's like, bro, yeah, between mouthfuls of pie, he's like, he's the best goddamn bartender ever. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's just bro. shoveling slices of pie in his head. He's doing a one-man pie eating contest. <laughs> and, uh, Trying to egg on everyone else. They're like, no. Brian makes yet another bet, and he admits that he can't get with that old rich lady down at the end of the bar. <laughs> and Brian accepts. He cannot let his manly pride be shamed at the fact that he did not take that fucking Doesn't bet. Doesn't he, like, offer a drink called Love Juice or some shit yeah, like that? Yeah, he's got, like, some weird name for it, but that's... That's what it ends up standing for, but she doesn't buy it at all. She's like, do I look like I have fuck me written on my forehead? He's like, I can't see anything without my contact lenses, lady. <laughs> Doug you, and the you, other, you. It cuts back to Doug and the other guys is just yucking it up. Like, what yeah. a loser. Like, oh, he struck an out. Idiot. <laughs> he's like, well, it wouldn't be any fun if they just fell over with their legs in the air. Whatever, dude. Eventually, he gets with her. Jordan sees him staggering away with this woman. She's uh, visibly upset. Very bummed out. She was probably gonna go talk to him about some serious shit. All the time before, when they they're riding horses and fucking in the waterfall and all that stuff. They were a little lit, pretty loaded maybe, drinking a lot. This time she might have been sober. And she was really Fear gonna tell him mind. how she felt about this guy. I thought her reaction was pretty good. It was kind of muted. I felt bad for her. I mm -hmm. legitimately felt really bad for like, her. Like yeah, it wasn't yeah. done in an overdramatic way. but It was uh, done in a realistic was, way, I, I thought. Brian feels bad, man. Tries to find her, but she's already gone back to New York. He doesn't know at this moment that's why she had left. He's just looking yeah. for her and her friend's but like... He, know, he knows what he's done, so he still feels bad about yeah, but yeah. he doesn't know she knows about that. You see yeah. this reaction later on. And so he asks her friend, where the fuck is she? What's going on? She's like, oh, she flew away. She was really upset. Like, she went back home. And yeah, what did you do to her? Yeah, and he's yeah. like, nothing, dude. And did just you give her the away. stranger? <laughs> <laughs> you gave her the shocker, didn't you? Oh, oh no. <laughs> he's like, no way. I gave her the spocker. Oh, Fuck me. <laughs> oh, where are we going with this? Jeez. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so he goes back to the hotel room from Apocalypse Now, it looks like. <laughs> yeah, he even has a fan that's on. It's just not a ceiling fan. Bonnie the Cougar comes back and she's hungry for the fucking cruise missile. Oh, she wants like, it so bad. She wants it real bad. She's like, what I have, there's no cure for it. It's like, okay, because she's going to spread her herpes on. <laughs> it's actually It Follows. She needs to fuck <laughs> this guy to get rid of it. And that's yeah. what she does. Like, she gets down and she starts like undoing his pants and like sucking yeah. his dick off. She's like, 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 what am I gonna do if you leave? My business will go to hell. Like I'll be an emotional wreck. I couldn't live without you, baby. So now he's hanging out with Doug on his sweet boat and we got the the gratuitous ass shot. Full like, booty hmm. shot. What was she wearing? It was just a bunch of lines basically, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, you could basically see her entire ass. Yeah, some designer swimsuit. Doug's into in, you know, investing now. He's not doing it. Um, his wife's dad is setting them up for the bar yeah. and all that stuff. But Doug, it sounds like he was interested now in getting into playing the market as well. Now mm. that he's going to have some money. He wants to hire Brian to be the head yeah, bartender. But he knows that he's feeling bad about what he did. Because he's like, mm. I can feel it. I can see it in your conscience is eating away at you. They make another wager on a $50 bottle of brandy. No, the $500, 500 bottle. Oh, damn. Bottle. He bets him that he'll be working for him by St. Patrick's Day. Because yep, yep. Cruz wants to make it out on his own. He wants to try to do it himself. Back in New York City, he's living with Bonnie. It looks pretty shitty. He gets woken up by aerobics tapes at like 6 o'clock in the morning every day. Yeah, she looks pretty silly. And she's pretty much become like a trophy husband cabana boy. Yeah, he's the cabana bitch. And he's the carrot juice bitch. That's right, yes. Has to get her carrot juice every morning. I only juice <laughs> carrots. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, he's like every fucking morning with this shit. They're gonna go to something later. I think that art gallery thing. She tells him what to wear and when to pick her up. He wants her to push this marketing idea that he's come up with that. The business, whatever the firm she works at. She's like, well, I can't be shoving my boyfriend down their throat. Yeah, and he's like, what's it matter? I'm your husband. You're, yeah, like, you're the boss. What you yeah, say. Boss. These yeah. are big time investors. I can't treat these like office throwaways. Office boys. Fucking office boys. Can't wait to watch Office Boys this Friday. So they go to this fancy dinner, art gala, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, well, he, he walks past uh, Jordan's diner that she works at while sad music plays or that, and then they go to the <laughs> art thing. They get there and the old rich cougar, she's like talking up the crowd of people. Oh, he wanders off. And she's like, hey, Brian, 
what's going on? Get back here. Take my coat and stuff yeah, like he's that. He's like, like so out he's of waiting place to there. Be, he's uh-huh. waiting for her to introduce him. And then he kind of gives up. And then, uh, oh, Brian, darling. And he's like, kind of perks mm. up. And he's like, mm, can you take my coat? And he's yeah. like, ooh. And it's yeah, real burned he's, up. It's not like being Cabana Boy, I guess. He's wandering around the thing, looking at the stupid art exhibits. And they all look like crap. He's drinking a lot of champagne. Yeah, he's chugging the champagne oh, yeah. down. But he insults one of the artists there. Yeah, like the greasiest looking he fucking art dealer. looks like the dishwasher at this art gallery restaurant <laughs> yeah. bar. He just wandered out of the dish pit and they're like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You Get back watch, to the pit. Yeah, Banished to the pit. He his hair back with dishwater because he's <laughs> yeah. an artist. He doesn't insult the artist, I don't Yeah, think. he does. He's like, that's a really great piece. How well, did you get the cockroaches after, to stand well, that was still? after the guy insulted him several times. Oh. Like, tells him to heal like he's a fucking dog. Oh, like, he's boy. not party broken yet. Yeah, he goes to retaliate and that's when uh, Bonnie tells him that this is the guy. This is the guy that's looking to invest and he tries to play it cool. Like, to his credit, he does not jump and kick this guy's ass right away. Like, no, the guy like shoves him up. first. Yeah, the guy, the guy couldn't take a joke, so he shoves him pretty hard, and then Tom Cruise shoves him back, and then the artist punches him right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he staggers a bit, he tells this random chick, hey, hold my drink. Hold yeah, drink. he makes his gums start bleeding and stuff. Like, it's a pretty hard punch. Oh, he stamps on his foot, he kicks him in the ass, and mm-hmm. then he just fucking knocks him into his exhibit. He shoves him into his own sculpture. Does like a pretty sick sweet. fucking three-hit combo. Yeah, punch. it was fucking awesome. I was pretty happy about it. He just leaves, and then Bonnie comes out and is like, Brian, how could you do this? Well, the other guy punched me in the face. So, you know. And he breaks it off with her. He's like, you know what? This isn't working out. Here, I moved all my shit out of your place. Here's your keys back. She slaps him in the face, which is already probably stinging like shit. He's like, oh, and he yeah, thinks about punching her in the face, but he doesn't. But he's like, oh, yeah, he lady. wants to for a second. Yeah, because he walks towards her, gets pretty close, and then kind of like backs off. And he's like, oh, it fucking hurt. She's like, I didn't want it to end like this. And he gives a sweet, she calls Brian's Law, man. Everything ends badly, <laughs> otherwise it wouldn't end. What deep. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty heavy, man. <laughs> and he goes to Jordan's Diner, home of the Concrete Danish or whatever. Sits down, and she's like doing her job, just bringing plates and stuff back and forth. Yep. And he Breakers. hides behind a menu, like fucking Austin Powers. And like, <laughs> She's just like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. But she's never see me again. She's like, hoped is a better word. And there's <laughs> the next booth over. As people are bugging out the whole time because it sounds like they've been waiting a long time. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I'd like to see the specials, lady. And they're like, we'd like to see the specials, too. And she's like, all right, you'd like to see the specials. She runs back. She grabs a couple specials. And she dumps them all over Tom Cruise. And creates a whole scene. Fucks like, his suit. Because it was a nice suit, yeah, too. Yeah, pours chicken mm-hmm. all king on his head and, like, catch up a bunch of other shit all over his crotch area. Mm-hmm. Like some soup or something. And she's like, your sexy smile won't work this time. I don't know what happened to her and her job after that. No. That does not look good. Yeah, you can definitely get fired for that unless the, yep. the manager really likes her or something. Might yeah. be out of a job. Tom Cruise still gets bored about it. Just kind of chuckles. He's like... <laughs> I don't recommend the specials. She yeah. turns his fucking stupid bottle play on when she like grabs the ketchup. She flips that up in the air and then dumps it all over his fucking lap. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> he pretends to be a blind homeless man later on to get her attention. Yeah, he just hung out all night <laughs> until they, they got let out of the kitchen. This is some creepy fucking stalker shit masquerading as a blind it person. It really is. <laughs> got the like towing the line of just creepy, we need a restraining order eventually sort of behavior. Well, it works. They talk a little bit. It's like, you're really going to treat me like a stray dog? She's like, even a stray dog can be loyal. Oh, Damn! Burn! Yeah. That's sick. Burn bro. City. And they go to her apartment, which looks like a pretty cool place. She's got her art everywhere. Like She's a, good, too. It's like, like an art studio good. apartment. Yeah, it looks like mm-hmm. pretty good stuff. He's like, why did you humiliate me? And he's like, whatever do you mean? Yeah, he tries to this play it off. Like, what are you talking I about? I honestly believe he didn't know. He had no idea, because he didn't see her walking up to the bar when he was walking that girl home. But she explains to him what happened with the rich bitch that night and all that stuff. And she saw it, and he is genuinely shocked. It looks like it anyways and he's like oh fuck you knew about that that sucks <laughs> what well, do you think was gonna happen he was hoping she wouldn't know because it was just a gentleman's bed it seems like he must have figured it out i mean first her friend says what did you do to her and then she says the comment about even a stray dog can be loyal it seems like he must have known that she knew and he sits back on like a bureau and he's like oh fuck and rubs his face a little bit she's like you blew it man over a bet and he's like you can't say no to a bet that's fucking bro code yeah, you, you don't understand it was a bet it makes 
still sound way worse. Like he's trying he keeps to justify digging it a hole, way. man. Is this really how this guy's mind works? It's so bizarre. And then she drops the ultimate bomb on him. He's like, I'm pregnant. I have a baby oh. brewing in my box. <laughs> <laughs> how is baby formed? He doesn't know. <laughs> he's like, is it mine? No. Who do you think it's going to be? How much fuck? time passed, I guess? Yeah, I don't really know. She just told him because she thought it would scare him away. She doesn't want him involved at all. This is also that part where she does that weird thing where she's going like, mm-mm, and she's shaking her head. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> she's like kind of freaked out. She's crying tears of fear right now. When she's like, just, just get out of here. Get out of this place. And he's like, no. No, man. This is my baby. This is my girl, dude. She's like, just leave right now. And then he goes in for a hug, embraces her, and she's crying even harder. It's like, dude, she's freaking scared right now. Get the hell out of her apartment. So she kicks his ass out, and he goes to his uncle's bar for advice on what to do. Yeah, and he tells <laughs> him that, like, knows. I'm gonna be a father. And he just closes the bar. Everybody out. <laughs> Drink it up. And he's like, what? <laughs> so then he goes back to Jordan's apartment again. She's not there. She's at her parents' place on Park Avenue. Well, back at the bar, he's looking for advice from his grandfather, and he's like, I don't know what to do about this. And he's like, look, dude, she says she doesn't want anything to do with you. You could walk away from this all together. But what if I love her? Well, and you get a you... problem. This is parents' house, Park Avenue, fancy neighborhood, fancy building. We got a fancy doorman. Oh, yeah, yeah, we get a plot twist here. It turns out Jordan's actually loaded. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all the monies. I live in the penthouse. All penthouse pets. She owns all and, the penthouse uh, pets. <laughs> she sleeps in one every day of the week. And this is where we meet her dad for the first time. He tells him to sit down. Have a seat. Have a seat. He's like, I'm going to pay you off. I don't want you to have anything to do with my daughter. Here's $10,000. Yeah, he tries to pay him to get the hell out of her life. Yeah. And he's like, your money's not going to cut it, bro. I'm in love and I know what love really is, dude. I know what it means now. <laughs> I learned something over that weekend in Jamaica. Yeah, he doesn't want this scumbag bartender having anything to do with his family, I guess. Jordan shows up. And tells like, the dad to fuck off and he's like, oh, oh. Well, he keeps trying to talk for her and she's like, no, dude, I can do this right now. <laughs> and you're not gonna be in my life. Get the hell out of here. She tells her dad to fuck off, and then she tells Cruz to fuck off. I thought the guy who played her dad was really good, though. He was. was an actor? Fun. Yeah, it was pretty fun to watch. Rich mm -hmm. Daddy. Yeah, he was good. Because um, she says she feels like she can't trust him, which makes sense. And he shows that he's, oh, man, I'm not so hung up on money. I'm gonna rip this check to shreds. Yeah, he yeah, walks wanna... out. He's like, you'll never know who I really am, bro. And storms out. And then he goes to uh, Doug's new bar, because he's got no other real alternatives to do whatever. And Doug is really happy to see him. My only, My only friend. friend. He's already visibly drunk. He's a proctologist dream. Wall to wall asshole. Yep. His wife she, is like a total fucking hussy. She fucking smooches Brian and then she smooches this. some other guy. A bunch of different And then guys. some other random dude a minute after that. Right in front of Doug. Brian has shown up with uh, that $500 bottle of brandy. This That's is the like, night they're gonna share it. It's probably really good. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah they go hang out on his boat. Yeah, he's got a sick boat. Carrie's dream. Yeah, named after his cheating wife. And he wants to like, should we let it breathe? It's like it hasn't breathed in 50 years. It's dead let's just drink it <laughs> which is a great line i think yeah i thought that was pretty good delivered yeah. very well too mm -hmm. like this whole scene was great mm -hmm. doug reveals that his life isn't really as great as he wanted it to be like he's got pretty much everything he ever wanted but he didn't really get himself business savvy like cruz does and he kind of envies him for it a little bit i think he's starting to admit that money didn't solve all of his problems yeah. and that you have to do a little bit more i guess and you no, have he to... just doesn't have any money now oh is that's he, right because he... he blew the whole Fucking on lots. Commodities. Yeah. Yeah. On the margins. And because Tom Cruise makes a nice little pun, he's like, I think your ship has certainly come in. My ship is going down. And I'm going down with it. Captain mm -hmm. sinks with the ship. And then Carrie shows up and she's like, not again. Like, he's this drunk, I guess. Oh, he's so wasted well, yeah, by the end of the scene. Uh, like, they're pouring regular sized glasses and then he pours like half the bottle into his cup. It's a cool indicator to yeah. show like how well, it's much like, he's fallen. They open the bottle and then they pour some drinks. A few cuts later, it cuts back to the bottle on the table that they're sitting at and it's like more than halfway gone. There's not much left there. Yeah, and Doug has been just slamming it I this think whole Tom time. Tom Cruise is on his first drink still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's just been going to town. Yeah, he offers to uh, take his wife home. It's weird. There's one line where Doug refers to either Tom Cruise or his wife. I'm not sure as the first and last person I have a cat about. It was Brian. That is sad. Yeah. Gary Dude. says, you're the only person in the world Doug respects. Doug's in love with Brian. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm not ruling it out. Yeah, could be. <laughs> what do I that's true friendship. They bonded over booze. Just like Leguizamo and fucking Hoskins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> they just leave him there, throw a blanket over him, and they're like, all right, let's go. Yeah, he just falls well, asleep. In the car, Brian's like, maybe we should go check on Doug. And Carrie's like, ah, fuck him. Fuck Doug and like, stupid problem. Like, walk me up to my apartment. I don't want to go alone. Yeah. We can talk about Doug. This isn't like... <laughs> tries to bang Brian right quick. Again, they're like making out, and they're like the same height. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They make it a little bit, and then like kind of stops himself. <laughs> no, it's not right. Yeah, he just bitches out. <laughs> what a wuss. What, what a weak, 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 weak man. What a failure. You're uh, just scared. You're just scared. Girl. That's all. He's like the real woman. Can't, can't handle her. <laughs> Brian doesn't feel right about it, so he leaves. He goes to check up on Doug. What's going on? Oh, oh, looks like Doug killed himself. How do you think he did this? With a piece of glass, he just cut his throat. He just shattered yeah, just the glass and cut his throat. There's all just right. blood everywhere. He goes, Somebody! Somebody help me! Yeah. Somebody help me! That is such a painful way to off yourself, I would think. Fast, though. Mm. Yeah. Dead I guess seconds. you hit, like, a jugular or something. Yeah. I was I shocked. Know. The musical chord that accompanied when the show dug, like, a kind of, like, flat noise. I was like, holy shit. Oh, man, that sucks. He's gone. That yeah. was a surprise. Yeah. The first time I watched this movie, I think I kind of laughed a little bit. It's like, what? I was you, giggling. <laughs> this just seems so random. It's not actually blood. He just drank more, and his body just ruptured from all the alcohol. <laughs> well, we were watching the VHS tape the first time Keith and I watched it. It was really dark in that scene, so it was just liquid on the table, so it looked like it could just be just brandy everywhere. Oh, yeah. The blood in the movie is a very dark red. So that's what I thought. I was like, he was either shot in the back of the head or something happened, <laughs> or he just drank and Executed. spilled everywhere. <laughs> Jason Voorhees just showed up on that boat for yeah. a second. Punched his head off his body. <laughs> into the ocean. <laughs> he bought it from fucking Cam Crystal Lake. Jason was just hanging on the bottom the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he's a piece of barnacle just stuck to the side. All the coverage his funeral gets is just this three second shot. There's like a fade in and fade out to another scene. There's that romantic cliche where it shows, you know, like when the main players break up for like a second and then they can't live without each other. They realize how much they miss that. You see Brian go through those motions where he's doing things and he doesn't feel exactly right and you see him cry a little bit here and there. Carrie sends him Doug's suicide I know in the mail that he'd mm. written specifically for Brian. My dearest Brian. Guys like me, they grin when they look in the mirror, they start to fade away and haven't anything to grin about in a long time. It says that the only thing that he's going to miss is their conversations. They had some pretty good times. They did. They had some laughs. I thought Cruz's acting here was pretty good. Like, he put on the emotion. I thought it worked really well. I scene. thought this was one of the better acting scenes. Like, it was pretty good yeah. crying. Though. Yeah, the scrunchy Levin face. Produces a couple tears here Squeezes and there. a couple out. Pretty nice. Yeah, his eyes get all red and puffy. It's really good. In the letter, Doug admits that he's basically yes, was full of shit the whole time. Final edition of Coglin's Law, which is bury the dead, they stink up the place. The rest <laughs> of it was all bullshit. But you already knew that. And he looks over at the little squiggly drawing he did of Cocktails and Dreams, sheds a few tears. <laughs> His pants get a little <laughs> tight. Time's gone by. His pants get a little tight. He has a crygasm. <laughs> <laughs> he has a sad boner. Arcing ropes of tears all over this apartment. <laughs> tears are the best loop. And he goes back to Jordan apartment one more time. The doorman won't even let him in this time. He pulls a home alone, you said. Yeah, he does and a Kevin McAllister. Yeah. Just yeah. slides right under his legs. Yeah, like a Pete and Pete action scene. Gets into the elevator. Tells Jordan that Doug's dead. He's too proud. He's too proud to ask for help. Blah, blah, blah. And then he got a loan from his uncle and he wants to marry her. He was a whole bunch of shit. He says all at once. He throws it all yeah. on the table. He's like, we can make this work. I promise I will not be the same person that I was before. She's still not buying yeah. it. She's like, what are you talking about? She's Get like, out of here. You're crazy. Her dad and the doorman, they try to throw Tom Cruise out. Yeah, he really punched him in the back of the face. The doorman shows up. There's like some fighting. The doorman's on the ground. And then Jordan and Brian are now in a happy well, Jordan place. Jordan tried to like stop the doorman from kicking Tom Cruise's ass. Uh. And then the doorman kind of manhandles her. Oh! Like, Get your hands off her! She's pregnant! Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> and then he like punches the doorman. Yeah, she just winds up leaving with Tom Cruise. And the dad is like, you walk out that door. You can never come back. Fuck yeah, and dad. he's like, fuck it. I guess I'm going then. You're going to be proud of me, dad. It's very dramatic. It really was. It cuts to the wedding reception yeah, already at, at a bar. bar. So that yeah. was a pretty down-to-earth reception. Yeah, just drinking beers, cool. dancing. And they're trading uh, quips, I guess, towards each other of like what their future is going to be like. And it's not looking good for them already. And she's like, you're going to want to divorce me in three weeks. You're going to have to divorce me when I'm fat. And she's like, as long as not get too fat. Like, like, I'm going to get so fat. And I'm going to get fat. You're going to fucking love it. And you're going like to love all my rolls. It's really dumb dialogue. 
like, it's really bad. I don't think they had anything, and I think they're probably just originally going to dance. And then somebody at Touchstone was like, oh, I think they should say something during this scene, or the audience yeah. is going to be lost. They should have some clever quips that they could say to each other. Yeah, these stupid motherfuckers aren't going to know what's going on, There's so like, let's get some dialogue like in there. It's a guy that killed himself three scenes earlier. we got to lighten this up. And I think Jordan, probably like three months pregnant at this point, I think she has like a glass of champagne. Oh, well. Get another different bar. Flanagan's Cocktails and Drinks. The people want a poem. I guess they liked his last one, unlike mm -hmm. the rest of us. He talks about how he's going to be a good dad. If there's a boy, then he'll inherit the business. If there's a girl, then, oh, I guess that's it. Well, uh, we'll probably kill her and try yeah. to get a boy. <laughs> because everybody knows that women can't run businesses, Tom Cruise. <laughs> and then you find out that she's having twins. One, two twins. Hot date. Two twins. <laughs> I like two twins. I for twins. <laughs> yeah. One, one. <laughs> and that's cocktail. Happy end for everybody. Except love, for love, love. I love to love and that is why I love. So how long do you think that relationship lasted? Well, my theory was that it lasts for four years and then she drowns the kids in the tub and then they blow each other's heads off with shotguns. I like it. Suicide pact. Quick, clean, to the point. It definitely um, doesn't last, I don't think. Maybe it does. Who I knows? don't know. It might. But you know what? I'd like to see a sequel. I'd like to see what happens. Does it work out for these two guys? Well, how would you make a sequel to a movie like this? You just make it more dramatic. Just, just another life story. Just do the same old. exact movie but make it way darker. No, no, no. You, he has a successful bar and she's becoming a really great artist and they just explore their love together. What happens yeah, to it? Does it thing. actually work out? What yeah, are the this kids new bar like? moves in across the streets like Good Burger. I feel like they're just ending at yeah, a moment Mondo where they... cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like they're ending at a place where they could keep going. People don't care about reality, I guess. Do you really want more of this that bad? I don't, but I feel like they could if they wanted yeah, to. Yeah, I guess they could. Yeah, just give it a few more years, we'll get the reboot and then you can be oh, satisfied. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I'm getting a trilogy out of this. I yeah, can't wait. I mean, they brought back Beatles juice anything could happen fucking beetlejuice yeah that's fucking cocktail that's about it and uh cocktail gets a five percent on rotten tomatoes <laughs> with an audience score of three out of five gets a 5.8 out of 10 on imdb and then a 1.98 out of five on Rate music you guys give this piece i don't really have much to say about this movie i guess there are some moments where it is pretty genuine it's pretty nice and it's shot well it's acted well like everything was done well enough but it's kind of boring and i kind of don't give a shit about these people and none of this really matters do you think it's because we're not the target audience for this kind of movie Probably. who the hell is the target that's what audience? i was wondering who was this movie made for like apparently a lot of people a lot of people loved it it's really weird i don't think i'd recommend it to anybody unless you're drinking and have like the right friends then it's a really fucking good time but other than that it's pretty damn boring i guess that's all i have to say one star Jeez. oh damn nah, two stars okay oh my god Psych. <laughs> as for me i thought this movie was pretty good high points for me were probably Doug's character, sort of the arc that Cruz goes through, even though he's kind of a dick. I thought that the music, the sounds, it was all alright. Some of the line readings were probably funnier than they were intended to be. But overall, especially going off what you said, if you got a few drinks in you, this movie's a pretty good time. Mm -hmm. I would give it a 3 out of 5. As for me, I'm gonna do something a little different. I'm gonna give this a drunk rating mm. and a sober rating. Yeah, I think this movie is a lot of fun to watch if you're drunk, or if you just haven't seen it before. First time I watched it, I was stone cold sober but it was just so strange and pretty unintentionally funny but seeing it sober two and a half times now it's like wow this is like bouncing off of my face and <laughs> going back into the tv and not, there's no impact at all <laughs> it's just like a, it's like a non-entity it's a pretty shallow movie really it's a, just kind of a fun puff piece from the 80s it's not to be taken too seriously mm -hmm. drunk rating i give this a solid 3.5 this is pretty damn fun sober i guess I'll probably also give it a two not that good yeah, if you're going to go drunk ratings, um, I'm going to give it a four. <laughs> yeah, like, it yeah. is really That's fun fair. to watch drunk with the right people. It, man, that was so much fun. We had fun. a really good time. That yeah. Day. Yeah, we did. <laughs> a little cocktail party, huh? Mm. Oh. Ooh, said the title. <laughs> what would be your drunk yeah. rating, Keith? Probably a four. So next week's movie, I guess we're going to do 2016's Deadpool. That's kind of exciting. <laughs> it's really new. It's only been out for like four months. It's supposed to be really, really fun, I guess. Yeah. But that's what people said about the last ones that came out. Oh, uh, God. I don't know if I'm ready for another Marvel movie already, but suck it up. Do it for the show. Do it do for, it for your dad. dad, bro. Do it for your dad. <laughs> do it for her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
God, directed by Tim Miller, starring Ryan Reynolds. Now we have to plug everything in the world that we have and do. Check us out on the internet, monocoolmoviedudes.com. We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud. You can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash monocoolmoviedudes. We're on Twitter, at monocoolmovies. Email us at monocoolmovies at gmail.com. Send those messages. We want to hear from you guys on Facebook, on the emails, whatever. What do you think about the show, movies you'd like to see? Talk to or us. Here. Talk to us. We're always open for discussion. Yeah, we're in Google Play now. That's right, too. But there's really too many places to listen to us to list. So to find that, just go to mondocoolmoviedudes.com slash links. And we have a link to all the places to listen to us, as well as our Facebook page, Twitter page, all that good shit. Dig it. Jump on it. Podcast of the Garden. Dig it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for Deadpool. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Bye-bye. my heart.